0: Before we get started, I want to tell you about something new I'm doing with Fast Bible Teacher. Every week I'm sending out a newsletter that summarizes all five episodes, Monday through Friday, with links and share links and stuff like that, and I think you'll get a lot out of it. So, if you go to fastbibleteacher.com, you can sign up for that newsletter right in the upper hand corner. It's only one email a week. Or if you follow the link in the show notes, it'll lead you right to a page where you can sign up, and I'd appreciate it, and I think you'll get something out of it. Thanks. Thanks. This is Fast Bible Teacher, a brief daily nugget of fresh Bible goodness from me, Pastor Frank Dalala of the Savior Community Church in Rockland County, New York. Looking at Jude, verse 14 and 15. It was also about these that Enoch, seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way and of all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So here Jude quotes Enoch, the book of Enoch. Now, Enoch is is not in the Bible. It's a pseudepigraphal book, meaning it's written under the name of a legitimate biblical character named Enoch. He is the seventh person in the book of Genesis that's listed there in the genealogies. And so, uh, this this book is written under his name. Here's the thing. What does Jude think? Does Jude think this should be in the Bible? Does he quote it as if it is the Bible? Well, I wish I had a really neat answer for you. I I I think the answer to that question is no, and nonetheless, you don't want to be too dismissive. Now, Peter Davids, in his commentary on Jude, makes the point that Jude seems to think of this as prophecy, which means it's authoritative and divinely inspired. Uh, Now, there are lots of different suggestions as to how Jude is approaching this. Some are pretty dismissive, as if, you know, well, this is a well-known work of uh, literature in his day that's known and respected to some extent by people. And so he uses it the way that uh, any of us would quote a novel or some other uh, text by a a writer, you know, quote Tim Keller or something like that. Well... um, so, some are, aren't so quick to dismiss it and think, you know, Jude is using language as if he's quoting scripture. So, that's that's difficult. Uh, one commentator uh, I forget the guy's name, but he's in the Tyndale Commentary says, whether or not he regarded first Enoch as inspired is perhaps beside the point. For he's quoting a book both he and his readers will know and respect. He speaks to them in language which they will readily understand and that remains one of the most important elements in the communication of Christian truth. So, Without dismissing the problems here and the questions that this raises, uh, the, the ultimate point of how we apply this text, I, I think that author captures it pretty well. And so, what? why does he quote it? And uh, to quote the commentator, scholar Peter Davids, he says this, quote, Jude quotes first Enoch because he's convinced that the verdict will be negative for these people. And this is a very helpful com- comment. He goes on, he says, while the gospel tradition points out that Jesus did not come to judge, Example, John 3.17, it also states that he will judge at the final judgment. Thus, the church now lives in the time of mercy and forgiveness, although sometimes Christians wrongly live as though they were the judges of the world and judgment has already started. But the church is also mindful that this time is limited and that dire consequences await those who persist in disobedience in the face of divine mercy. Close quote. Now, if you look at verse 15, he says a few interesting things. For one thing, he repeats the word ungodly a lot, right? there uh, To convict all the ungodly of all their deeds and ungodliness. He actually says that they committed those ungodly deeds in an ungodly way. So it's like supercharged ungodliness. I, I, I don't know how you would commit Ungodly deeds in a godly way, but Jude, uh, or Enoch, I guess, takes it further. And then he talks about the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him, against the Lord. Here he is describing them repeatedly as ungodly. But the point is, God is going to judge the ungodly. And by the way, however we take this quote from Enoch, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, uh, Jude has quoted it here. And so, you know it made it into the Bible. At least this quote did. And so we take this to be inspired. God moved him to use this quote. That, in in my evangelical convictions about the Bible, is really clear. And so the text ultimately says these ungodly people who are speaking against God and the truth of the gospel and and are, are teaching false things about Jesus, they will be condemned for their actions. Now, Verse 15 sets us up for verse 16. It leaves off with all the harsh things, quote, that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. And what you find in verse 16 is a lot of uh, talk about how they talk. Grumblers, malcontents, loudmouth boasters. And so that's what we're going to pick up with when we come back in our next episode. For show links and notes, for my Sunday Sermon podcast, and for the big show, A Frank Discussion with Jan Jacobs, go to FastBibleTeacher.com.